Hey, and welcome to another new episode of my podcast title, The Truth For You. It's your boy, Ben St. Jean, and I have another episode titled Cyberbullying. Man, just saying that word makes me angry. We live in a day and age where technology is advanced. We are progressive. But we are going to learn in this episode that not everyone is using technology for the betterment and advancement of humanity, but in some cases to destroy and to hurt. And unfortunately, there's a name for that. And that is cyberbullying, which affects millions of lives, especially the lives of our young people. So in this podcast episode, we are going to dive into this issue and hopefully prevent our young people from being cyberbullies and how to navigate it. This should be good. Stick around. I remember when I was in eighth grade, we were walking from lunch and my teacher said something that I actually never forgot. At the moment, I didn't really understand. I remember she stopped and she pondered and she said, kids are the meanest people in the world. And the first time she said that, I was like, whoa, that's a pretty strong statement. Didn't really understood the level and weight behind what she said. But as I thought about it, as I grew older, as I backtracked and retraced events in my own life, I actually came to agree that, yeah, kids can be the most cruelest and meanest people in the world. And in my experience, we have labels and titles for these kind of kids. Bullying. Bullies. I mean, who haven't been bullied before, right? We've all been bullied. Um, I know I have been bullied, speaking for myself. Matter of fact, I was in third grade when I first experienced um, being bullied. And I remember my bully's name even to this day. Um, and I remember when I was in third grade, he used to come pick on my shoes, used to step on my shoes, skip me in line, say things about my mom, my parents, my dad. And of course, like all bullies, he was bigger than me. And of course, during that time, I was a frail, skinny kid, wasn't as tall as I am now. And so I felt defenseless and uh, powerless, right? Uh, but, you know. I grew the guts to eventually confront my bully one day. I said, one day we came from lunch and he tried to bully me. And I said, look, bro, (laughs) it ain't going to go down like how it's been going down lately. All right. If anything, the only thing that's going to go down is my foot. And I remember him being surprised and shocked that I stood up to myself and I pushed him. He fell behind a water fountain. My teacher saw it. And he was just shocked and surprised. And from that day on, he never bullied me, you know. Um, But that was just in elementary school. But even as I grew older, um, I got into middle school as well, too. And I remember I went through bullying as well. And um, I also remember being a bully uh, myself. Uh, But all of these things during my time around the early 2000s, None of these things 
really happened online. A lot of this was offline. It was face-to-face. It was on campus. It was mouth-to-mouth. If we were bullying each other or saying offensive or harmful things to each other, we you know, we used our, our words and actions. And if there was something that needed to be solved outside of our words and actions, we'll say, okay, well, you know, if you got a problem with me, meet me outside, meet me in the bathroom. That's how it was. But we live now in a very different day and age, especially with the advancement of technology. And now we have what we call cyberbullying, where harassments are happening, not just face-to-face or mouth-to-mouth, but offline, right? And this is what our world is going through currently right now. It's a huge issue. Check out this interesting stat from the Anna Police Police Department. Nine out of 10 middle school students have had their feelings hurt online. That's about 90%. Almost everyone. 42% of kids have been bullied online or have had it happen to them more than once. How crazy is that? All right. So now when we talk about cyberbullying, what is it? What issue are we really looking at when we're talking about cyberbullying? According to kidshealth.org, cyberbullying is the use of technology to harass, threaten, harm, embarrass, or target another person. And crazy enough, there are levels and different forms of cyberbullying. There's levels to this, y'all. All right. According to verywellmind.com, there are various forms of cyberbullying. Here's the first one. Flaming. Writing inflammatory language about someone or writing offensive messages about them. Now, the term flaming, I'm all too familiar with. Because that's what we used to do in high school and in middle school. We used to use that term all the time. We used to have roasting sessions with each other. We used to crack on each other and make jokes about each other. Back in my days, when I was in middle school, You could not step foot on campus without having some sort of backbone. You cannot come to school and not have a joke ready. Because if you did not, it was those who did not stand up for themselves or speak back that would end up getting roasted on. And we would have some of the most cruelest roasting sessions. You know, they'd be like, yo, boy, what you got on, man? (laughs) Like, yo, what are those? My man got on the Freedom Walker 7s. <laughs> Boy, I marched through Selma, Washington in one day. <laughs> it was crazy, right? But that's what it was. It was a culture where we would flame each other. Um, but unfortunately, uh, people have used this online in a very aggressive manner and way where you can flame someone online Start making offensive comments about them, about who they are, about whatever information you have about them from the comfort of being behind your phone or computer. You know, the flaming and roasting sessions that we used to have, I mean, you the person had to be right in front of you and you can defend yourself right there on the spot. But with cyber technology, I mean, 
you know, you could flame a person and roast them. And, you know, the person could be hours away from you or in another country, in another state. It's ridiculous when you really um, think about that. Then you have another term that's called outing, where you share personal or embarrassing information about someone. So if you know something about someone that is very personal or a secret about them, you decide to go online and share it about that individual. I mean, how embarrassing do you think that would be for someone? Um, but that's what the term is called. It's called outing. And then you have trolling, right? This is my favorite one. Not saying that I you know, affirm this, but I'm saying that this is my favorite one because I hate trollers. And I don't say I hate trollers in a sense that I have real hatred for them, but I don't like trollers in a sense that I feel like out of all of the bullying, forms of bullying, which I haven't gone through yet, this is the most cowardice. Okay, so here's what a troller does. A troller refers to posting embarrassing content or comments with the goal of getting people to react, right? You see this all the time. You see this in comment sections. You see this on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, where people just have these fake accounts and they just troll and troll and troll you where they would just say some of the most stupidest, you know, dumb, offensive things just to get in your nerves and to grind your gears. In me, I'm the type of person where if online, I know how to deal with trolls. Matter of fact, I have time for them. If someone tries to troll me online, I troll them back. <laughs> if anything, I know how to out troll a troll. Okay. I know how to control a troll. I had one incident where I was watching, sometimes, obviously I'm a podcaster, so I'm always listening to people who have um, a good use or command um, of speech and language. One of those people um, is Jeff Goldblum. So I was watching an old iMac commercial where he used to do these iMac commercials where he used to promote the iMac computer around the time when it first um, came out and he would do this commercial where you would just hear his voice in the background and it would have a instrumental playing in the background as well too and it would just show off the iMac um, computer. Um, so I studied his voice and I studied how he uses language and how he uses um, different language techniques and in the comment section someone mentioned something that I found was really offensive and let's just say the person used the N-word. And underneath the comment, I put, you know, you could have used billions of words out of the dictionary um, instead of the N-word that could have made this comment 10 times more funnier, right? I posted this comment and someone comes online, of course, a troll and says, name three. Now... I'm looking at this and I'm thinking to myself, okay, is this person serious? Do they really want me to name three? So instead of naming three, all I did was type three. Left it at that. That's how you handle trolls. You just, you don't, you don't pay them no mind, no attention. You just completely, you know, go the opposite way direction that they think. But it's true. 
You have trollers online. And it's unfortunate where you have people who go online and say some of the most random things just to gas you up. And the problem with trolls is that the more you take them serious, the more they begin to troll you. And that's how trolls control you, is, is if you take it serious. The key to dealing with the troll is not to take them serious. It is not. Because if you take them serious, that's why they're trolling you, is to get you gassed up. So a troll can never gas me up. Because I know, I know when someone is trying to um to play games, you know what I mean? And 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 as soon as they try to do that, it's like, oh, okay. Oh, you really you're not open to learning. You're not trying to learn here. You're not trying to communicate. You're not trying to understand. You're just trying to get under my skin. So it's like, okay, all right. Um, let me throw this curveball at you real quick, right? But unfortunately. Those are trollers, but unfortunately, you don't have people who have that backbone, you know, and especially our youth and young people who don't have the backbone to deal with trolls. And there are people who do take those things serious. There are people who do take words to heart. There are people who do take um, these things and online content um, to um, heart to where it actually hurts, hurts them and, and harms them. You also have name calling, right? Check this out. 42% of teens have admitted to being called outside of their names on a mobile phone or device. And the crazy thing is that most of these things happens to women. A lot of women usually on the internet are called outside of their names. I can tell you there are many names out there. I think there are more names calling for women than there are for men. And this happens a lot on the online platform. You know, and um, it's it's unfortunate. It's really an unfortunate thing. And unfortunately, I think that a lot of these names come from the rap culture. You know, rap music where women are being um, objectified and, you know, depicted um, as, you know, objects. And you have names that are used to describe women. And these same names are often used um to 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 call them out of their names. And I don't think that there's any place or any setting where calling someone outside of their name is acceptable. You know, my teacher used to always say this thing, and I'm sure your teacher used to always say this thing. I'm, I'm sure all of our teachers used to say this thing, that if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. But unfortunately, we live in a society where people feel that if they feel that they should call you something, that they'll call you it, right? And and name calling someone is actually judging someone. And according to the scripture, the Bible says, judge no man lest you be judged. The same judgment that you cast upon an individual, that's the same measuring stick that's going to come right back to you. Matter of fact, if you're pointing your finger at someone, I've heard this from a um, pretty intelligent and bright individual. He said that his grandma taught him that when you point your finger at someone, you have three fingers pointing right back at you, right? But this is one of the most popular forms of cyberbullying, or even bullying in general. It's calling people outside of their names. And the funny thing is, you don't just see this on a school platform, you know, because I know we're talking about this, and, and I know that when we're talking about bullying, I know our minds automatically goes to middle school and high school and to youth. But honestly, adults go through this as well, too. 
Matter of fact, celebrities go through this a lot, where celebrities are being called outside of their name. Celebrities are vulnerable to cyberbullying, right? Uh, you see this with uh, politics and politicians name-calling each other and all of those things. Y you would think that people with degrees and law degrees and with um, uh, education and with class would steer away from this. But you're seeing that even in uh, on CNN, uh, PBS, you see these things where in these debates, name calling are happening. Now, you've seen the last presidential debate. I'm no politics. I don't like getting into politics, but just to get the last presidential um, election debate, it was straight name calling. If you ask me, it was straight bullying. Two individuals bullying each other, right? I'm not weighing in on who's right or who's wrong. I'm not weighing in what side I'm on, what party I'm on. But the principle of that both of these candidates were just straight bullying each other and tearing each other apart, right? On a national scale. So cyberbullying is not limited to just young people and youth, right? And primarily, yes, our young people are going through this and primarily... Um, you know, they struggle with handling it, but we all go through it. All adults, all ages, no one is safe from this, um, this atrocity. And then you also have the other one, which is called spreading false rumors, where, where false rumors are spread about an individual, right? The scripture tells us that we should not bear false witness to our neighbors. And that's a commandment from, you know, from God. Well, we should not bear false witness about someone. 32% of teens have had people say false things about them. How many times have you had someone spread a rumor about you that was not even true, right? And here's the crazy thing. When you spread rumors online, I mean, it spreads faster than COVID because information these days and technology spreads across the world. I mean, your business can be put out in the world overnight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, people on the other side of the world can know things about you and you have no idea about that just because of someone posting it online. You know, it's a very dangerous and scary thing when you think about cyberbullying because the world that we live in now is so connected. We're more connected than we ever have been before. And by connected, I mean connected by technology, right? Um, and because we're so connected, anything that we do, the influence is far more greater, right? And then you also have sending explicit images. I don't have to go into detail in that. You have cyber stalking and harassing. Let me say this one thing. Beware of online dating. I've seen a lot of reports lately of young women who have been gone missing or reported missing because of online dating, because of a guy that they met online or someone they were talking to online and then they say, hey, I like you. Yeah, I think you're beautiful. You know, we've had this sort of computer love. Let's make this thing real. Meet me at this place here. You know, let's have some coffee or some you know, I don't know, let's have a dinner or whatnot. And you and these women go out and they meet these guys that they find online and they go missing. Let me tell you something. I'm speaking to my young women here. 
Do not try to find love on the internet. It's the last place you want to find love. I'm telling you that right now. The internet is a dangerous place to find love. It You're literally playing Russian roulette with your life, trying to find love on the internet. All of these online dating sites. Now, that's not to say that every online dating site is dangerous, but please be careful. Be aware. You know, if you're if you're dating someone online or talking to someone online, please let your friends, let your family, let someone know, right? Let someone know. If you're going on a date or whatever the case is, let your family know because if anything happens, right, and you you don't give out any information, you 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 put your family and, and your friends in, in a place where they cannot help you um, if something were to happen to you, right? So make sure that you you and, and that's why I believe that it takes a village to raise a family, right? Where you could because I feel like a lot of times in society now we're all trying to do things on our own. We have this individualistic mindset, and we don't understand that we are all here for each other and to protect each other, right? That's not to say that you should let everyone in your business and your dating life, but that you should take precautions doing certain things. I mean, personally, myself, you ain't gonna find me online trying to find love, okay? I ain't trying to find love in a club, I ain't trying to find love. On TikTok, I ain't trying to find love on any social media platforms. I prefer to meet the individual face-to-face. I prefer to see the individual in a group setting. I prefer to be able to view the individual um, and see the individual, how they interact with their friends, how they interact with their family, um, and evaluate them. Um, Of course, being in the circle and, of course, in a group setting. Um, And then from there, prayerfully, you know, make my move. <laughs> I just put you on some game. That's crazy. But yeah, but you know, it's online dating where you don't even know who the individual is. Sometimes you even have catfishing where the person is not even how they look like. You know what I'm saying? Like you finally meet the person and they look nothing like they look like, or even being spiritually catfished, right? You meet this person, uh, online account, Proverbs 31 woman. You go out and you meet her on a date. And she looks nothing like Proverbs 31. Anything, she looks like Jezebel. But um, we have to be careful with those things, right? Online bullying is no joke. And I honestly believe that this is an issue that we have to tackle right here and right now. Okay, so why do bullies bully? There are many factors and reasons as to why people bully, right? Um, And one of the reasons as to why people bully is because bullies have been bullied. Bullies produce bullies, right? There's a term that was used in 1960, I believe it was three or four, when the Nation of Islam was going on the rise because of Brother Malcolm X. And I believe they did a news report on the rise of the Nation of Islam movement. And it was titled, They Hate 
that hate produced. And this is a very interesting principle because one thing that you learn about hate is that hate is a cycle. Okay, hate is not an event. Hate is not just an action. Hate is not just a crime. Hate is a cycle. It's perpetual. It repeats itself. It manifests itself. It produces its own seed. And so when you talk about bullies, bullies are people who inflict pain on others, but the pain that they are inflicting is an outward infliction of the pain of inward affliction. So bullies bully from a place of hurt, a place of pain. And I can atone to that because... I myself was a bully. Like I mentioned before, in elementary school, I was bullied. When I got into middle school, I became a bully. And quite frankly, bullying others was not the nicest thing. I think it was one individual that I bullied. And it's funny because he, you know, he's a friend of mine now and he brings it up to me all the time. He says, Man, do you know remember when you were in middle school, you used to bully me? And I'm like, What? I used to do that? You know, it's it's just it's just crazy that he bring that up. And then I thought about it. I was like, oh, yeah, I think I do. I do remember that, you know, but that's only because it came from, um, you know, it put me in a position that I felt at that time where I could validate myself and hurting somebody else. Of course, I was not, um, you know, proud of it, um, but I understand the psychology where you feel that you could sort of gain control or power over an individual um, merely because you yourself was experiencing some sort of inadequacy or dealing with being accepted, right? And a lot of times, a lot of bullies do do this. One of the main reasons is because also, too, some bullies have mental health issues as well. Some bullies are going through emotional distress. Some bullies are going through... um, you know, depression or whatnot, isolation, social isolation. So they do this. Some bullies are just bored. They bully out of boredom. Some bullies bully because they, it's their sense of identity. You know, we live in a world where no one has a sense of identity. Everybody's trying to be somebody that everybody likes. But nobody wants to be themselves for the fear of being hated of who they are. You know, people would rather be liked for who they are not than to be hated for who they are. And I think that's the real reason why a lot of bullies are in this world is because our world gives this false display of, 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 true, of true dignity, right? Of masculinity. You know, I, you know, I could not do this podcast episode without mentioning what happened in the Oscars this past weekend where one of my favorite actors, Will Smith, comes up and he smacks Chris Rock in the face. Now, of course, like everyone, I was appalled the first time I seen this video. Um, I never thought someone like Will Smith, someone who's always smiling, who's always giggling, who's always cracking jokes and, you know, who's always just in always in a good mood and a good spirit with great energy and great vibe 
would resort to something like that. Um, but of course, as we mentioned before, hurt people hurt people. You know, because it's interesting when you look at the video, um, Will Smith was laughing and then he looks at Jada's reaction. Jada was like, that joke wasn't funny. I don't even know why you laughing, you know? And Will Smith was like, okay, well, I ain't trying to go back home with an Oscar without my wife. So he goes up and he smacks Chris Rock. And and I can't understand how a lot of people are, offend, you know, um, defending Will Smith and condoning violence. You know, the way that I see it is that's bullying because Will Smith is about, what, 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", and Chris Rock is about five feet five or something and to get smacked like that and here's the crazy thing about it. the reason why i bring this up is because i did some research on chris rock just because of how well he handled that situation it comes to find out chris rock has been through some trauma in his life matter of fact chris rock went through bullying in his childhood that's where you got the famous sitcom of everybody hey chris he went through trauma and he went through bullying and he had to go through therapy where he had to address those issues and where he had to learn how to forgive and where he had to learn how to uh, cope and navigate with the feelings of being um, bullied. And it's not hard to believe because Chris Rock is short, a man of small stature. So, of course, he makes the perfect or the easiest target um, for bullies. And it's it's sad that Will Smith... Um, added to that trauma, you know, who knows? He might have been reliving those moments and those experiences just within that moment on, you know, live TV. And I understand that maybe he was trying to protect his wife and protect his family. Um, but there's many ways that you can protect someone without hurting someone, right? You, you, there's ways you can protect your family without disrespecting someone else's, you know? And it's unfortunate that if we believe that in society that bullying someone is the answer to being offended. Now, you might say that Chris Rock was being a bully because of what he said, but ideally, you don't know what was his intentions. You don't know. He didn't know what he was saying. Um, he didn't know the condition. Of Jada, you don't know if he knew the condition or what the case is, but it just hurts me to know that he was once going through bullying at the time, and he was going through therapy to deal with that and to have that experience um happen to him. But look at the way that he handled um that situation, right? He was unbothered. He was almost unfazed in that moment in the way that he handled it, and I think that a lot of times. We, um, this is how we should respond to being bullied, you know? That's not to say that you shouldn't pretend that it doesn't happen, but at the end of the day, you realize that when you're being bullied, the real person who is in control is you. How you respond, how you carry yourself, how you react, that has more power and influence to what you are experiencing, Right? Because I've learned that if someone's cracking jokes and making fun about me, if I'm laughing with the person, I forgot my jokes, the person stops making jokes. I've learned that if I'm online and someone is trying to troll me and I go along with the troll and I just play dumb, play stupid, they stop trolling. You know? Um, 
So how do we stop this, this bullying thing? Well, number one, in order to stop this bullying thing, you yourself must not be a bully. You yourself must not be using offensive language. You yourself must not be calling people outside of their names. You yourself must not, um, you know, harm people or cause harm online. You yourself must not be a troll. You yourself must hold yourself accountable and ask, hey, would I want these same words spoken to me? Would I want someone to treat me the way that I'm treating this person? You have to put yourself in the person's shoe. On top of that, if you're someone who is experiencing being bullied, speak up. Talk to someone. Talk to your parent. Talk to a teacher. Talk to an adult. Speak up. Because it's an issue and it's a problem. And problems rarely get solved without being talked about. And you have to talk about it. You have to find the courage. You have to find the strength to talk about being bullied. Because there's nothing worse than being bullied and being silent about it. Matter of fact, if you're silent about you being bullied, you are being your own bully by not talking about it. You are affirming the bully by not saying anything about it, right? And on the other end, for those who hear about bullies, because I've heard stories where principals and teachers have been notified by students and parents of their child or children being bullied and them not taking any steps of consequences or any steps towards stopping or preventing it. If, if a student or someone, a child, comes to you and I'm the courage to tell you that they are going through bullying, you should take that as a responsibility to take that matter into your own hands and to prevent it, to actually do something about it. And last but not least, read the word of God. Hey, does anyone who knows anything about bullying? Jesus would know. Jesus was bullied all throughout his life. Jesus was bullied by the church leaders. Jesus was bullied um, by so many people, right? He was bullied by his own people. Christ was called outside of his name. He was called Bazelbub, you know. He was his 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 intentions were questioned. His actions were misinterpreted. He was bullied before he got on the cross. He was mocked, spat in the face, slapped them. Jesus went through bullying. So if there's anyone who understands what it means to be bullied, Jesus would know. Talk to him. Read your word. Read the Bible. What does God say about you? At the end of the day, God's word has more power than any words on earth. And if what God is telling you is true, how then can the words of someone who might be bigger than you or who might have more popularity than you matter? I mean, who's more popular than God? Who's more powerful than God? Who's more bigger than God? If anything, God could be the biggest bully in the world. But guess what? He's not a bully. He's a loving God. He's an all-knowing God. He's an understanding God. He's a loving God. I think we all can take a step towards stopping this cyberbullying thing. If we would all just look ourselves in the mirror and treat everyone the way we ourselves would want to be treated. Isn't that how Jesus lived? Isn't that what it means to be human? Thank you for listening.
All right. So that pretty much sums up today's episode. I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast, The Truth For You. And if you haven't, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you may be able to get extra contents and other counsels and advices as we just had on this episode. This will be all my use. May you all have a blessed one. And until next time, like always, stay blessed. Goodbye.